Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Good morning, everybody, or whatever time of the day you might be listening. Welcome to episode 16 of That's How I Roll. Uh, Wow, 16, formerly the podcast known as My Drive, but that's all behind us now. Anyway, hey, yeah, I'm Jeremiah. I'm your driver today. Thanks for coming along. Really appreciate everybody who tunes in and becomes a part of the conversation. So big kudos to you if that is you. And, well, that is you because you're listening. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> have a, here's, here's what's on, t- on, on the plate for today's show. Or maybe I should call it like, uh, here's today's uh, navigation coordinates. Or here's today's mapped out route. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll play with that. Anyway, so today I've got a drive-by review. I've got a topic for the corner of thought and conversation. And also the famed and fabled feedback loop. With that said, I hope you've had a great week so far. We're getting ready to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And um, if you're into that kind of thing... I know that I'll be into that kind of thing because I'll be driving lots and lots of people for Uber tomorrow. So here's a, let's, let's all just have a moment of silence for the cleanliness of my car. Welcome to the corner of thought and conversation. Which way will you turn? Why not hang a right and join in on the conversation by tweeting at Theology of Games or sending an email to theologyofgames at gmail.com. Today's topic of conversation, and I do hope that you join in the conversation, is pretense. And what do I mean by pretense? Well, let me, let me, let me start the conversation like this. Imagine you're playing uh, the Resistance, or Werewolf, or maybe even like Coup, some sort of social deduction type of game. Okay, so we are, if you, okay, if you've played Resistance before, you know um, you get dealt a card at the beginning of the game, and that is your role. That's who you are, and everything you do during the game is informed by that card, right? So if you're a spy, you are trying to convince other people that you're a good guy, you're part of the resistance, and trying to get on these missions, and you're trying to, you know, cast aspersions on other folks, and so you begin to not only just act in a certain way, you begin to talk in a certain way, and say things that will gain people's trust, or say things that will... Uh, you know, just cover up who you really are and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if you're a good guy, you're, you're doing your best to be upfront and open and you're, you're trying to get on the missions. You're trying to also figure out who's bad in the room, who's doing what, who's whatever. Same for games like Werewolf or Two Rooms in a Boom. You're trying to sort of figure out who's doing what and why people are acting a certain way and, and everything like that. Now, 
The topic that I really want to dig in further, and I just kind of tied it into social deduction games, is is pretense. Because the game, that game sort of dictates your pretense for your actions and how you talk. And it's not so much about mechanically doing things with the game and uh, having the best strategy there. It's about having the best strategy for manipulating or kind of playing or working the room and the people that are around you. So the interesting thing, and I'll throw this out there, is I think we as a society, as a culture, are very, very pretentious. And by that I mean that we, in certain situations, are different people. We react different ways, we talk different ways, we we try to put on a, a persona to make people think we are something different or we're something not. And I've always sort of had that view of, of culture, of, of people, especially if you get inside the church, there are people that play the church game really, really well. But it, I guess over the last couple of weeks, my eyes have really been open to this because as you know, if you've listened to, for the past few episodes, I started driving Uber and doing Lyft and, and the, sort of these rideshare kind of things. Oh good, there's a train coming up here. We're gonna talk about this for a while. So just sit back, relax, folks. Uh, the train gates just went down, although these ones are a bit faulty at times. So I'm gonna see if there truly is. Oh, there's somebody working on them. So it might not be a full train. Anyway, oh, yep, they're going back up. All right, so don't relax, don't sit back. Here we go. So I've been driving Uber. I've been driving for this rideshare thing and I pick up anybody that pings for a ride, right? So my app's on, I get hit, I get alerted, and boom, I'm off. Now, the busiest times to do this are either like early mornings, but the busiest time is late at night, sort of bar crowd kind of thing. And I've done, I've done some of that, I've done quite a bit of that because you make the best money doing that. And the really interesting thing about this is when people get in my car, there's absolutely no pretense. There is no, oh, I know you because I've seen you in XYZ setting. They are simply going about their daily life, going from wherever they're coming from to wherever they're going, from their home to a bar, from a bar to a home or from a restaurant to home or to a hotel. I mean, I've done it kind of all. And the conversations that I've had with people during these times contain no pretense. It, it is literally, hey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. What are you up to? And then blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm not gonna like kind of air anybody's dirty laundry here but the type of language they use is who they are. The type of things and topics they discuss either amongst themselves or they try to engage me in is completely who they are. It's, it's not shrouded by this, oh, hey, you're Jeremiah Isley, you do a gaming blog. Oh, hey, you're Jeremiah Isley, you, do, you um, are a former youth pastor who's in between ministry positions. You are uh, a person who's grown up in the church. There's none of that. So it's, it's actually, it's very refreshing in a way because 
people are people. And I feel like I've been able to talk to people completely where they are. Whereas, <clears throat> just to contrast that, my last job, that I, my day job that I, I quit about almost a year ago now, I worked there for eight years. And my boss, who, my brother also worked in the same department, so she knew a lot about me going when I got hired. My boss for eight years would let like a, a tiny little swear word slip or something. She'd be like, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I'm, excuse me. And I'm like, it, it doesn't offend me. I've heard language before, but for eight years, every day, there was this pretense between us that really like put up this barrier of her being able to speak freely and be who she was around me. And man, I, I think that just, that's miserable. So I, I don't know how to combat that as a society. You know, I think, I think some of that is, is some of our insecurities. We try to put up pretenses and we operate within those so that people don't think poorly of us or they think more highly of us because we're trying to gain X, Y, Z or we want to do whatever. So um, I don't know. I want to throw that out there for conversation and really just what do you feel about pretenses like that and what has gaming shown you in that? What has life shown you in that? And, and all of that sort of thing. It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, so I'm going to try to do a drive-by review here real quick. I recently played Orleans just a few nights ago from Tasty Minstrel Games. It is um, it's what they call a bag-building game, and I'll explain that in just a second. But it plays two to four players. It plays in about 90 minutes, and that, that seems fairly accurate. We had three players and played it at about 90 minutes. It's a bit pricey, it's like a $60, $70 game um, if you look on Amazon right now, but it is so totally well worth it. Um, the idea is, is that you start with four um, worker tiles or character tiles in your game, and there are there's a board full of them. There's knights, there's scholars, there's monks, there's boatmen, craftsmen, all these kind of things. And what you do is everybody has a player board and they draw those, to they call them tiles, but they're circles, so I kind of call them tokens. You draw a certain amount depending on how many knights you have that allows you, so every, every round you draw those out, you put them in a marketplace on your board, which is, um, the lower part of your board and then there's all these locations that you can you can put place them into and if you have to have specific combinations that allow you to gain more of those types of of characters to put into your bag so it's kind of deck building in that sense where you're trying to pay certain costs to get certain cards in this case it's tokens and tiles and then you can also move around in the in the area of France that is Orleans and surrounding um, which allows you to collect goods because your victory points are gold or, you know, currency, uh, goods, and also um, citizens and trading stations. So you've got a, a market guy, uh, I think he's a called a merchant meeple, that moves around on this map on the board that can collect goods and he can also build trading stations wherever he lands. And 
as you progress, as you get your character tiles, there's also a track that you progress on for each of those, as well as a development track on the bottom of the board. And as you progress along those things, you can also collect citizen tiles, which count for victory points at the end of the game. I'll explain that in just a second. And there's also a place where you can play into the common good. So you can do some sort of research or whatever it is, and you place your character tiles into the sideboard from the board, and you gain citizen tiles and money and things like that. Trick is there, you don't get those, those character tiles back. They stay up there forever which is kind of a handy way if you're trying to kind of call things out of your bag so you can really get to the things that you need. So this development track, you can go to the scriptorium and put two guys up in there and it moves your marker along the development track. And as you do that, you'll pass places that give you um, money, you'll pass places that will give you a citizen if you're the first one to get there. And you'll also pass places that note how many points your trading stations and your citizens are worth at the end of the game. So it's important to move up on that because if you're able to place a lot of trading stations or collect a lot of citizens, they could be worth two each or six each. It's a huge difference. And honestly, when we played, that was the difference in the game. I was the only one that made it there and I won by three points. It was ridiculous. So you play 18 rounds. There's an event tile that gets flipped over every time and that has a, an effect on every round that you play. And once you flip that last one, it's the 18th one, then the game is over and you count up your points. It's that simple, but it's not that simple. There's just a ton to keep track of in the game. Um, just because you're trying to figure out, I need this kind of person to throw into my bag so then I can then do this. And, um, there's these cool tokens that you can gain if you get a craftsman that are tech tokens. They're like a little gear cog looking thing. And those you can place on your player board and they permanently fill spots in different locations. So it's easier to get, to fulfill those needs to get that tile or whatever that effect is that you're going for. So that's also really super cool. Um, so here's my, here's my thoughts on the game. I, I loved it. Like we got a turn into it and I was like, this game is great. Um, very similar to like a deck building feel. So if you're, if you're familiar with, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Dominion or, you know, any kind of deck builder, you'll kind of get the idea of it, but it's so much deeper because as you collect certain tiles, it, like I said, there's a track for each of those that advances and that gives you different bonuses, different abilities. Like if the knight, you would move up on that track, it allows you to pull more character tiles out of your bag every round. If you move up the boatman thing uh, track, you end up just getting coins as you land on certain spots, but those are victory points, so that's great. Um, so there's all those sort of things that, that come into play. So you're kind of playing for those bonuses, but you're also playing for the things that you need because there's other, you know, they mo they drive the engine that gets you victory points at the end. I really, really enjoyed it. It played, it wasn't clunky, it wasn't fiddly. Setup is just a touch long because of, there's a lot of pieces, parts to sort and that kind of thing. But man, it is just a solid game. It scales well. There's tiles that you remove, a certain number of tiles you remove from everything. 
if there's, you know, two or three or four players. Um, and it is just, it's really, really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. We're going to be playing it again very soon. We'll be reviewing it on, uh, on, on the blog on Theology of Games. We'll do a full written review. So it'll be a little more in-depth uh, just as far as gameplay and also our thoughts. But I highly recommend it. If you are into good medium-ish weight, maybe a little heavyweight at times, Euros, this is definitely something to pick up and definitely some it's it's a an instant classic i mean it's been around for a few years it just was re-released by tasty minstrel last year but it's definitely worth it it's time for the feedback loop get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at theology of games or emailing theology of games at gmail.com so for today's feedback loop uh, I have a few things real quick. Ben wrote me another nice email and said he really enjoys the drive-by reviews. So there's another one for you, Ben. I hope you enjoyed that. But it's also cool because as people write in about them, I bring that back into the conversation in the feedback loop and it becomes sort of a living document. It's, and it's a, he said it's a little more interesting than just a blog with comment sections and things like that because there's this sort of live interaction feedback between myself and you guys. So by all means, continue to write feedback about the reviews, about the conversations that we've had, all that kind of thing, because I agree it does make make things interesting. And he said to keep up the entertaining work. Brian Drake also wrote me again and said um, he loved the expansion episode. And um, he said, what else did he say? Oh, yeah, he also gave us a, a really cool shout-out on his podcast, which is the Brian Drake Show podcast. So check them out because, like I said, it's pretty cool stuff, and uh, he seems like a pretty cool dude. And I think, um, I don't know, like I said, I think it's a good good thing that he's doing, and uh, I really enjoyed his podcast as well. Even if you're not an illusionist, it's it's definitely worth a listen. So thanks, Brian, for the shout-out over there. And uh, lastly, Alan said, boom, thanks for the mention again. So I mentioned him an episode or two ago, and he commented on the last episode saying, thanks for mentioning me again. So you're welcome, Alan. And, okay, I've been sitting in my driveway for about a minute now just because I had so much to get to. But, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to get out of here for now. I really appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate you guys subscribing and rating and reviewing on iTunes. Go ahead and head over to theologyofgames.com and check out all the cool stuff that's going on there. We've got some reviews that went up this week. We've got more going up this week as well. Uh, lots of cool news about the gaming industry. So if you're into that kind of thing, and I hope you are, uh, check it out. And I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on the conversation that I started in today's episode as well. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeremiah Isley. And folks, that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe. Tune in next time when Jeremiah will say, Rolling in my 4 or 5.0.
with my ragtop down so my hair can blow.